Welcome to the 15 Minutes with a Farmer podcast from Successful Farming. I'm your host, David Ekstrom. It's weird to be on 15 Minutes with a Farmer because I don't even really call myself a farmer because I prefer that, I guess. If you're putting the title on yourself, I call myself a farm wife. Today, I'm talking with Mary Pat Sass, who is a farm wife, mother, farmer, and social media creator from Northern Illinois. In each episode, I have a quick 15-minute conversation with a farmer to hear their story and share the advice we can all learn from them. I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin and went to college for what I thought was going to be a degree along those same lines in the dairy industry. But uh, college is what kind of shifted me to the crop side of agriculture. Um, And I got a job working for, I guess, my dream company in their agronomy department, really focused on ag technology. And throughout those years of my career life, I ended up meeting my husband who farms in Illinois. I never intended to live in Illinois, but I fell in love. So God had different plans for me. Now we farm down here with his two brothers and their dad and their spouses and kids. So it's a family operation. We're all involved in different ways on the farm. And I think it's been five years. Yes. Wow. It's been almost exactly five years since I put in my two-week notice at my corporate job. It was in January. I remember it very vividly. Um, the decision to leave that world and kind of focus on being a mom. And at that time, I really had no plans besides being a stay-at-home mom and farm wife. What was the decision to leave that corporate job? Really, being a mom just changed my whole perspective of life and how I wanted to be spending my time. I, When I first met my husband, I wasn't even sure that I wanted kids. So I took a pretty big 180 after I became a mom and just realized that what I thought was important maybe wasn't the most important to me and just a lot of my dreams and desires shifted. So the main purpose was I wanted to be raising my kids at home. So uh, tell me a little bit about the farm. We are row crops mainly, mostly corn and soybeans, once in a while a little bit of wheat so that we have something to do in the summer. Just kidding. (laughs) We're always pretty busy in the summer either way. I really am the supportive role. I don't even it's weird to be on 15 minutes with a farmer because I don't even really call myself a farmer because I prefer that, I guess, if you're putting the title on yourself, I call myself a farm wife. I help during the busy seasons for the most part. My role kind of has varied all over the place from feeding the farmers in the field to helping out and actually running equipment myself. And it just kind of depends on the day what that looks like for me. But still, my main role is mom and raising the kids and bringing them along as much as we can. And you're also a content creator. Yeah, I started sharing our story shortly after I started staying home with my son. He was our firstborn. And once I was staying home, I felt like my creative energy just started to flow and I wanted to find something for myself because at the time I didn't really see myself having a main role on the farm. There just didn't really feel like I didn't see where I'd fit, I guess that's changed now, but it definitely took a lot of years for it to change, especially just for me mentally. So I started doing my own things and I dabbled in a lot of things, crafting. I started my own little like side gig MLM type of business, which works for some, but it didn't end up working for me. And then just decided to start sharing our story through planting season. That first spring I was home, I had a little more time on my hands and wanted to be putting my energy into something that I felt like fueled me and sharing creatively definitely fueled me. What's your approach to creating content? I'm really looking to connect with 
the fellow farm wife and mom or woman in ag who's in my shoes kind of trying to figure out where they are most passionate. And I think when I'm creating content, I'm thinking about her and how can I connect to her and reach her and help her through the struggles that come from being a spouse or a woman on the farm. And that's really my target audience. How do people connect with you through those stories? Like if they share their own experiences? Definitely. I guess I think just being vulnerable helps with people connecting a lot. And some of the things that I share are really funny or the Hallmark movie type of moments on the farm, which we all really love and appreciate that makes it worth doing what we do worth it. I also share some from some of those struggling points. And I think that's where I get the most connection from people is just being able to share the ways that we've come through different different struggles on the farm or through life in making hard decisions or uh, just finding what brings us the most joy for the most part. Do you have any uh, funny stories throughout your time creating content or um, working on the farm? Well, I think the the one that always sticks out in my mind is the one that caused me to start sharing in the first place. And that was uh, planting the first planting season after I left my job. I was kind of starting to get into this farm wife role. like, And I always made sure my husband knew he could call me for anything. Well, one day I got a call and he sounded like something bad happened and I wasn't sure. It's just hard to read. Like, did the tractor break? Did he hurt himself? I don't know. He was being very sheepish on the phone. And he said, can you bring me a lunch to the field? And I was like, sure, but I packed you a lunch this morning. Do you need more? (laughs) And he said, no, I ran over the one that you packed me this morning. So he'd run over his lunchbox with the tractor and basically like everything turned into one big smoothie. Uh, It was maybe 11 o'clock or something. And my little boy and I ran out with another meal and we decided to pack one for ourselves too so we could just ride with dad in the tractor and enjoy some time together. And I don't know, that was just a funny story because I think it made me realize every day looks different for us. And sometimes the strangest things happen, like you run over your lunchbox, but I don't know. I thought it would be a way to connect with other farm families and share some of those silly things that happen, but bring us closer together through those busy seasons. Just look at your Instagram today. I think you have over like 124,000 followers on Instagram. Did you ever ever expect it to be that high? No, honestly, I think I definitely had goals, but I never thought that it would be, I don't know, I guess I never really expected it to grow to where it is today. Once you hit one goal, you're like, okay, I can see that next step somewhere in the future. So it just kind of builds as you go, I guess. So you do Instagram, uh, you're on YouTube. Um, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit on YouTube. And what, what else do you do? I'm pretty active on TikTok as well. And then the other big thing I've been putting a lot of energy into is I do a podcast with another farm wife called Beyond the Crops. And we are able to kind of share our experiences from two very different farms and the lives that we live on those farms. So it's been a great um, outlet, I guess, for me this past year. I also noticed you started Grounded Journals. How did that get started? Yeah, it was really born because my husband's grandparents were the ones who really started the farm where we are now. And we loved sitting around and listening to stories from them. And one of the nights that we were just at their house having a conversation, they we were asking them a bunch of questions and they couldn't really remember all the details of what we were asking. And my, my grandmother-in-law said, man, I really wished we would have written more down. And at the time I had a six month old baby and I had been kind of documenting motherhood up to that point sporadically. I would write 
different moments that he different milestones he met different moments that we had together and I wrote in my journal that grandma Irene said we should be writing more down about what's happening on the farm because someday our grandkids and our kids are going to be asking how did you make it through that you know and uh so I kind of made a commitment to myself to write more at that point but the actual business started uh a couple of big life events happened we lost my husband's grandpa and he was just really the backbone of everything that we've start we've continued on here and had the best stories and was just the sweetest man very god-centered very inspiring and then my grandma had a stroke and i grew up on the farm too so i have a rich history of farming in my life and after her stroke she just really lost a lot of cognitive ability and ability to recollect a lot of her memories so it was kind of a shock Lots of big things that happened in a short period of time that made me realize it's now or never if I'm going to be writing this consistently. And the way I thought is like, let's have a book that outlines what we want to keep track of every year and make it easy to write about it. Instead of sitting down with a blank piece of paper, we're actually going to have this outline for every year to keep track of it. Yeah, that's what I really like about it too, is like sometimes people just don't know what to write. And then uh, those questions that you have in there just help drive that conversation and memories. And I think that's really neat. You do a couple different versions of the grounded journals, don't you? Yeah. One is a memoir for the older generations to kind of recollect and get as much of their memories written down because, you know, I mean, they're not going to be the clear memories that we have in the moment, but at least it's something for us to look back on. And the other one is the yearly journal, which is more for people who are still actively farming. Um, and I'm hoping to get some out for ranchers in the future, but those are really targeted towards I mean, it could be our generation or it could still be my father-in-law who's still very active in the farm with us. So those go through the seasons and have shorter prompts to answer as you go through the years. And I think probably the biggest residual benefit I didn't know that I would get from having that is more connection to our farm and more connection to my husband with what's happening on the farm. We've kind of had a better focus going forward together as far as goals and helping each other goes, which has been just a huge blessing. So yeah, this is a business that I'm I'm selling books to people, but it's been personally more gratifying than I could ever have imagined. And then your vast archive of social media posts too, are kind of its own journal in itself. Yeah, that was another reason I started it is because I had been putting so much energy into this thing online that could literally disappear any day. Like I have no control over that. So I thought, if I have an actual physical book that's handwritten in, the only thing that could destroy it is a fire, I guess. But hopefully that doesn't happen. It'd be almost kind of cool if you could like take each Instagram post, almost make like a little snapshot in in that journal and that people could see like, oh, what's going on at the time? What's, what was mom doing at the time? Or I would it. definitely do that for a select few, but there's a ton that I wouldn't want my kids to look back. Not in like a, not in like a, I can't believe mom did that kind of way, but more in like a, I don't know. There's too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> too many. Mom, mom was quite a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you worked with your dad in the past on the, on the dairy farm. Have you had any mentors in your life that have helped you drive you know your path forward? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my dad is definitely probably the first one that comes to mind as far as like in the past and today, like someone that's been there from the very beginning. And he definitely showed me that you can do whatever you set your mind to. It really doesn't matter what you want to do. You obviously have to work hard for it, but you can do whatever you set your mind to. And he was the guy who was signing me up for 
artificial insemination classes when I was in middle school because that's what I wanted. I thought I would want to learn how to do that. And I was the youngest and the only girl, but he was the one who brought me there to that class. And it was his belief in me is what I think has given me the courage to do these things for myself. And then, of course, following that up with an extremely supportive husband, I couldn't do this if he didn't encourage me to and wasn't with me every step of the way. And trying to start something as a mom would be impossible without a very, I think, without a very supportive partner, although I'm sure that some single moms have been very successful for themselves, too. But I could not have done it without him and his support. And I mean, professionally, I definitely have one that comes to mind through my early career days. Tim Mars, I don't think you're listening, but maybe you are. He's been someone who was there for me through my career and gave me the same kind of mindset. Like success is something that you hold. You can do this if you set your mind to it. And I was always there sending me encouraging texts, calling me, giving me the education that I needed in agronomy. He was really my uh, agronomy mentor and just someone that I latched to through the business and has been a friend ever since. One final question, just kind of a an off the wall question. Since it's so cold outside in the wintertime, what are you what are you watching for TV shows these days? Or I'm embarrassed to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't haven't gotten into a ton of shows. I feel like especially with kids, they kind of dictate what you watch. And I think we've watched Home Alone like 27 times this winter already. Yeah, classic. could be worse. Could be worse. Um, but I have kind of gotten into binging a little bit of the uh, Gypsy Rose stuff. Oh, have you heard about her? I, I have not. It's a whole story of this girl whose mom like always came up with these health complications that she had as a child and basically held her prisoner. Doctors believed her, treated her with a ton of medications. It's like a really sad story, but she ended up murdering her mom or having someone murder her mom. But anyway, she just got released from being in prison eight years. And so they have this like whole lifetime documentary. I will say the Hulu TV show on it was a waste of my time, but the Lifetime series has been a little bit sucking me in. So here on the SF staff, we all like true crime stuff. So it's uh, <laughs> bring uh, Gypsy Rose to the office. See, see how many people start talking about it. <laughs> if uh, people want to find you on social media, where should they go? Yeah, I share mostly under my name. So just find Mary Pat Sass on Instagram and TikTok. It's Mary Pat Sass. I don't share a ton on my website, but I do my Grounded Journals website is groundedjournals.co. If that interested you, you can find the journals there. And my dad is still shipping cheese. So if you are a cheese lover, go to thecheeseryil.com and you can find orders there. Thank you for listening. In the next episode, I talk with Kimberly Ratcliffe, who is a cattle rancher near Oakwood, Texas. I'll see you next time for another 15 minutes with a farmer. Mm-hmm.